The Bible Study Podcast, episode 636. Today, the Bible Study Podcast does the second pre-episode for a study on the book of Galatians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As I said, we're doing or starting a study on Galatians, and next week we're actually going to get to the book of Galatians. We're going to do one more pre-work, and that is going to be on the Council of Jerusalem from Acts 15. Now, you may remember that last week we talked about Acts 10, where the church first learned that to be a Christian, you did not have to be Jewish. And this was a vision that was given to both Peter and to Cornelius, who was a Roman centurion, that Cornelius should send for Peter, and Peter was told that he should go. And then the people who heard Peter's sermon, who were Gentiles, received the Holy Spirit and therefore were baptized, because the believers now understood that they were also accepted by God as they were without converting to Judaism. But that issue didn't die there. It had to be decided by a larger church council, and that happens five chapters later in the book of Acts at the Council of Jerusalem. Now, by this point, we get Paul and Barnabas have gone up to Antioch, and they have been teaching, as we understood by that point, that you don't have to be Jewish, but the issue comes up. And so it says, certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed along with some other believers to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way And as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. 
The words of the prophets are in agreement with this as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord who does these things, things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times and is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. And so, they have this council. This council comes up because, as we said five chapters ago in Acts, or a few years ago in real life at the time, they were told that the Gentiles didn't have to convert, but not everyone got the message. There were these people who we will from now on call the Judaizers. That's the term that is used for them in biblical circles. And they are of the party of the Pharisees, we learned. So some of the Pharisees who became Christians, these aren't the Pharisees who Jesus, well, they are the Pharisees who Jesus was always in argument with, but some of those Pharisees became Christians. And they had been very Jewish and it seemed to them that that was the right way. Let's give them the credit here that it seemed to them that Christianity was a Jewish religion. It was a Jewish sect and that you needed to be fully Jewish. And that was their understanding. And so they've gone to Antioch and they're causing trouble because there's this disagreement about whether that is true. So they say, well, let's let's settle this. We'll go ask the elders, and the apostles in Jerusalem. So they make this journey, and they have a lot of discussion, apparently, that isn't recorded. But then Peter gets up and says, well, you know what happened. The chapter we read last week, you know that God accepted them, that he gave them the Holy Spirit, and that God is telling us, basically, that they don't need to be Jewish. So why, given that, would we make it hard for them put on their necks a yoke that neither we our ancestors have been able to bear. That that yoke would be the law. Why should we make them require them to obey all the different tenets of the law? And so this would not just be the Ten Commandments, this would be the Sabbath laws and the whether you can eat meat that is mixed with milk because the Old Testament laws said that you can't eat a lamb that is cooked in its mother's milk. And so, for instance, in the Jewish understanding at the time and the understanding today would be you can't have milk and meat at the same time and you can't use the same dishes. And all those things that it means to be kosher, for instance, would be part of that. All of those different things that we would find in Leviticus, do we need to put that yoke on them? Will it make them, Will it? first of all, will it save them? No, they're saved by the grace of Jesus. They're saved by what Jesus did as we, as the Jewish believers were. That that law that even the Jewish believers were still keeping wasn't what saved them. And so they say, let's not do that. And so then it's very important that not just Peter is saying this, but then Paul and Barnabas tell about what's been going on. And then 
James stands up, and James is not James from the Gospels. That James has been killed already in earlier in the book of Acts. But this is James, the brother of Jesus. This is James the Elder, who becomes the head of the church in Jerusalem because Peter and all the rest of the apostles that we knew from the Gospels go off to other places to spread the gospel, but James stays in Jerusalem. And James has a lot of authority here, and he has a lot of credibility not just with the Christians, but also with the Jews. He is somebody who is well-regarded as a Jewish Christian. He is somebody who is still keeping the laws. Uh, so it isn't somebody who is saying, we, shouldn't, we don't do this anymore so they don't have to. And he's quoting the prophet Amos here that talks about that the mankind may seek the Lord, that even the Gentiles who bear my name. He says that way back in the prophet Amos in the Old Testament, of course the Old Testament not being quite as way back for them as it is for us, this would be maybe uh, prophet Amos maybe uh, four to five hundred years before, during the late age of the time of the kings. He's saying that the prophet Amos said that Gentiles would bear the name of the Lord. Not that Gentiles would necessarily convert is what his argument is now. And he says, let's make a simpler version. Let's just say, you know, tell them not to eat food polluted by idols, uh, meat from strangled animals, blood, and to not practice sexual immorality. Now, one of the reasons for these things is that in the culture of the day, the butcher shop is the front end and the back end is the pagan temple. And so sometimes the meat that you would get served at the butcher shop would have been a sacrifice given to an idol. And so they're saying, let's separate ourselves from that practice. And then also many of the temples or some of the different temples, depending on the temple to who, because it's a pantheistic philosophy, um, would have temple prostitutes where literally part of your, and I'm going to say worship, would be uh, what we would consider sexual immorality. And, so, you know, sex outside of marriage, uh, adultery, all of those things. He's saying, let's, let's again separate ourselves from that practice that these people would be familiar with. Uh, meat of strangled animals and blood, not quite sure why he picked out those specific ones of all of the dietary rules. Uh, but basically, this is a much, much simpler set of things than saying, Let's just say, let's keep these. Um, later on, as Paul is talking in some of his letters, even some of these get dropped, and Paul has this discussion about meat sacrificed by idols because he understands that idol is really to a god that is no god at all, and so he says that meat it would be fine to eat unless it would bother any of your Christian brothers, in which case don't eat it. It's not worth it at that point. And leaves in sexual morality, and as he's writing to some of the churches, drops the strangled animals in blood. It's it's not an issue maybe at all. Maybe at that point, that's just not something that people are doing that much. Um, so, But in any way, they're basically saying, let's say that to be a Christian is not as complicated as it is to be Jewish. It doesn't have to include all of those other things. And so then we get the council's letter to the Gentile believers. Then the apostles and elders and with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas called 
Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. With them they sent the following letter, the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time there, they were sent off by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent him. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. And so this sounds like it should be the end of this discussion, but it's not. And that's what leads to the book of Galatians, which we will get into next week. We're going to talk more about the Judaizers next week, but we're also going to talk more as we do this study about what this means for us and what other things we may try and add on to what it means to be saved. And do we still have this problem today? But you'll have to come back for that. So again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have questions, send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.